You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Greetings, my name is Mike Ufferman. I work with the Ministry of Zion's Hope, David Rosenthal, our Executive Director, and our whole staff of people. And uh, one of the ministry opportunities that we have often is being able to teach in public. And we focus on a number of different things. One of those things is uh, trying to help the people of Israel understand that their Messiah has already come. The Jewish people uh, believe that their Messiah is coming, and yet uh, he has already come, and so we help to emphasize that point to them. And uh, we travel over to Israel. We have ministry in Israel. We have staff in Israel as well. And then the other thing that we do is we do teach the New Testament church uh, that you can't throw away the Old Testament for one. And that uh, a lot of our foundations are found in the Old Testament, which includes a skeleton, a layout of what the end times events are going to look like and timing and chronology and all of those kinds of things. And so uh, today I want to talk with you about that. Uh, maybe in a little bit more of a casual conversation uh, for the second part, probably more than the first part. But uh, today we're going to be taking a look at the days of Noah. Uh, a lot of times people think about the days of Noah and they think, yeah, it's um, typical times, you know, regular times. and Or they think about, oh, the days of Noah, boy, that was a terrible time. It was a sinful time. And so we're kind of going to go over that a little bit and... We'll be taking a look at some Bible texts as well to be able to get us a foundation, which then will take us into our second part as we look in Matthew 24 and what Jesus made a reference to regarding the days of Noah. So let's go ahead and begin briefly with a prayer, and then we'll begin our study today. Again, Lord, we thank you now for this time. I know it's a podcast. I know that it's a recording. Uh, but Lord, I pray that whenever somebody listens to this, that it will impact them in a great way and helpfully, uh, hopefully help them to open their eyes to see what will be happening in the days down the road. So we dedicate this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, very good. So let's go ahead then and we'll start in Matthew 24 and start in verse 27 and we'll work our way through verse 39 for now. And it says, For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, again, this is in verse 29, so make a look back at verse 21 just to see what tribulation it's referring to. And it's not talking about the tribulation as being a seven-year period of time. It's talking about a certain point in time in the midpoint of the final seven years of history as we know it. It's what we would call the 70th week of Daniel. At that midpoint of that 70th week of Daniel is where the great tribulation begins. And so this verse 29 is referring back to verse 21, which is talking about immediately after the great tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven. And the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. This whole segment of scripture started because Christ's uh, disciples, the apostles, they came to him 
and they were asking for a sign. What shall be the sign of your coming? And so as we look through Matthew 24, which we're not really going to touch on right now, but as we look through Matthew 24, it's not just one sign that Jesus gives, even though he does give a major sign, and this is one of the major signs. And it says, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Verse 31 goes on and says, And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. And then verse 32, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise, when ye shall see all these things, again, these signs, know that it is near even at the doors. And verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Now, the generation that was referring to was not the generation that was alive at the time of Jesus. It was the generation that sees all of the signs that he just got done laying out, starting in verse basically, basically 3, all the way through here now to verse 34. And then it goes on in verse 35, and it says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Talking about that return of the Lord someday in the future. And at that time, Jesus didn't know the day nor the hour. However, he had plenty of insight. And he goes on and he says, but, so in other words, here's this one thing nobody knows about, but, in other words, something to pay attention to, as the days of Noah were, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man be. And so we can equate those two things. So if we can have an understanding of what happened in the days of Noah, then we can have an understanding of what it's going to be like when the Lord returns and the signs that he's speaking of in Matthew chapter 24. So let's press on here as we continue verse 38. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking. That's normal stuff. They were marrying and giving in marriage. That's normal stuff. Until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So somebody did not know what was going on at that point in time, and that's when the flood came and took them all away. And again, the phrase that's, that's critical here is, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So we have something that we can equate the coming of the Son of Man, and that thing that we can equate it to is Noah and when that flood occurred way back when. And as a matter of fact, it's mentioned three different times in what we've just got done reading. In Matthew 24, verse 27, For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so in other words, here's something that you can see, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So here's a reference that you can see it's going to be the same when the Lord comes back. In verse 37, it says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So when you can study and see what the days of Noah were like, you'll also then be able to understand and see what the coming of the Son of Man will be like. And then in verse 39, And they knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So in other words, somebody isn't going to know what's going on. And it will, whatever that is, will take them away when the Lord comes the second time. And so 
There's going to be a sign that we should be able to know and understand and we should be safe. And there's also then those who are ignorant and don't know what those signs are and they will not be safe. So three different times in Matthew 24 it says that. So the question is then, who is it that knew not until the flood came? In other words, who didn't know what was happening until the flood came? So that's a really good question. So we refer back now to Genesis in chapter 5, and we begin to see that Noah in verse 32 was 500 years old, and then we see that Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And then in chapter 6 and verse 1, it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. So whatever's just happened, the Lord is upset, and he says his spirit will not strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet, and it says here, his day shall be 120 years. So the Lord now, upset with whatever was going on at that moment in time, saying that from that moment, there's 120 years. So the question is, though, what did Noah know at that moment in time? When the Lord saw these things going on, and he said, I have 120 years between me and man, what did Noah know at that time? Fact is, he knew nothing. Noah was just as ignorant about this as everybody else in the world was. He knew nothing. God had not spoken to him. God had not said to Noah, this is what's going to happen. And then we move on in verse 4, and it says, There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart. So this is a terrible thing that has developed and God has said, I've got 120 years that I'm going to let this go on. Noah doesn't know that yet. God has not told him anything yet. And it repented the Lord that he made man on earth and it grieved him in his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. So now we know what the plan is that he's going to destroy man. Both man and beast, though it says, and the creeping things and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I made them, or have made them. Now we see a sentence, though. Now Noah is finally brought into this equation in verse 8. It says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So whatever it was that Noah was doing was very different than the rest of humanity. Okay, we know that God was so upset, he said, I'm going to destroy all of humanity, but... Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, and God was willing to work with Noah. Verse 9, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So the question is now, how old was Noah? In Genesis 5.32, we see that Noah was 500 years old. That's an old man, an old man. And it says, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence, with the exception of Noah, his three sons, and their three wives. Of course, Noah's wife as well. Verse 12, and God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And keep in mind, 
Noah is the exception to this rule. When we see the word all flesh, of course, Noah had the sin nature, but Noah found uh, grace in God's eyes. And God said unto Noah, this is the first reference that we see God now talking to Noah about what his plan is going to be. So God's already decided in the past, <clears throat> excuse me, in the past, we don't know how long ago that was, but we know finally God is going to reveal this to Noah. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. God's plan is entirely the destruction of earth and humanity. But he allowed Noah to be privy to this information because Noah found grace in the eyes of God. So that also would indicate that Noah is not going to suffer the same consequence. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. I will destroy them with the earth. But we don't know when Noah was told. We know that God had made his decision. There was 120 years to go. But we don't know when Noah was actually told that God was going to destroy the earth. It could have been the same day. It could have been 20 years later. We don't know when God made it a point to tell this to Noah. So was Noah told when it would happen? In other words, how far down the road it would happen? At this point, we just know there's going to be a destruction. So was he told exactly when it was happening? He was not told exactly when it was happening. Based upon Scripture, does Noah know the day or the hour of the flood like we see in Matthew 24? No, he doesn't know the day or the hour. Then we see in book of Genesis chapter 6 and verse 14 it goes on and it says, Make thee an ark of gopher wood, room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, the height of it 30 cubits. Window shall make, and he goes on through this whole description of what this ship, this vessel is going to be like. And in verse 17 it says, And behold, I... Even I do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh. So Noah, I'm telling you, go build a boat because I mean it. I'm going to bring destruction upon the earth and you need that boat. He says, wherein the breath of life and from under heaven uh, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But, again, that word. Some people say that's their favorite four-letter word in the Bible. So we know there's going to be destruction. Noah has to build this boat. And it says, but thee will I establish, uh, with thee I will establish my covenant. So I'm destroying everybody, but except for you. And thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. So Noah, I'm going to destroy everybody, but I'm not going to destroy you. You're going to come into the boat. Your sons are going to come into the boat. Your wife is going to come into the boat. And your son's wives will be coming into the boat with you. So now the question is, does Noah know when the flood will happen? Has Noah been told when the flood will happen? Well, approximately. When is it? When the ark is finished being built. Now, this is a massive project. It's huge. How long is it going to take Noah to build it? Noah doesn't know. He just knows he's been given a directive by God. He knows how big this thing is supposed to be. And he knows if God has said that I'm going to be safe, my wife is going to be safe, my three sons and their three wives are going to be safe. Whenever that boat is done, that's when the flood could come. And so he's got a sign. 
he knows down the road. He's already been told what's going to happen, and now he's being told when it will happen approximately. Does he know the day or the hour? No, he doesn't know the day or the hour. And then he goes on, and God goes on in verse 19, And of every living thing, of all flesh, two of every sort, shalt thou bring into the ark. And I'm sure Noah's going, I'm, I have to what? How, I'm, how am I going to get all these animals together? How am I supposed to bring two of every kind? Shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee? Where am I going to get all the food? How am I going to prepare all of this? They shall be male and female. Oh, so now I've also got to... Got to be a doctor, I guess, to figure out which ones are males and which ones are females. Of fowls of their kind, of cattle of their kind, of creeping things of the earth after his kind, two of every sort shall come unto thee. Oh, okay, I get it now. I'm going to prepare the ark, and then these animals will come to me. I'm going to put them in the ark, and I'll help keep them alive. Because it says that here, to keep them alive. Two of every sort shall come unto thee. As opposed to him going out and hunting them down, trying to catch them, put up the traps. He knows that God is going to help them in this doing. Verse 21, And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. So now he's not only bringing these animals on, not only is he a carpenter, but he's also got to be some kind of a farmer. He's got to prepare all of this food. He's got to cut it off the trees. He's got to cut it out of the, you know, the ground for grass. Whatever it is these animals eat, he's got to be preparing all of this food as well. That's an awful lot of work for one man to do. An awful lot of work for one man to do. But thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. So did he. Wow. Genesis chapter 7, starting in verse 1. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. So now, in chapter 7, the Lord said to Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. Why would I need to come into the ark unless, uh, oh, wait a minute, maybe it's getting ready to rain? Maybe, well, he hasn't seen rain before. He doesn't know that. All he knows is there's going to be a flood. And of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens. And male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. And so God lays all of this out about the birds that are in the air, male and female, uh, to keep seed alive upon the face of the earth. In other words, to keep these animals alive on the earth. But then in Genesis 7, verse 4, it says, For yet seven days I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. So now the question is, does Noah know the day? And see, Noah started out not knowing anything, just ignorant. And then Noah was told, well, God made his decision. He's going to take 120 years. And Noah was told, hey, I'm going to bring destruction upon the earth except for you and your family. But when is this going to happen, God? We don't see him actually ask the question, but we know that he has to have in his mind, now that God told him to build this massive ark that we're going to save all these animals in, it's going to be at least that long. So however long it takes you to build it, um, then you need to build it. And so we know now we're at the point, though, where it says for seven days, and, um, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. So does Noah know the day or the hour? He doesn't know the hour, but he does know the day now. Yes, he knows the day. And I would suggest to you as we move closer to the end times, we will begin to get the general understanding that God has a plan. We've seen what the plan is. 
He's going to resurrect the dead saints. He's going to rapture the living saints. He's going to bring his wrath upon the earth, which is the equivalent to the flood. So in other words, Noah's going to be pulled out of here. He's going to be saved, him and his family. And then comes God's wrath upon the earth in just the same way. Humanity has a choice. Will we be on the ark of God's salvation through Jesus Christ? Or will we be left to suffer the consequences of that decision? And do we know when it's going to happen? Generally, we do. And now as Noah is moving forward, we know that seven days it's going to be before all of this catastrophe happens. And I would suggest to you that when we see a covenant that's confirmed uh, with Israel that allows them to live in peace and safety, and it's a seven-year covenant, I would suggest to you that we would be able to have a general idea about when the Lord will be coming back, and we'll have a general idea about when God is going to bring his wrath. So God's wrath certainly came after Noah was saved in the ark, and God's wrath certainly will come after those right people of Israel and those of the Gentiles will be saved by God as well. Does Noah know the day or the hour? The day, yes. But the hour, well, he knows within 24 hours when that flood will begin. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in and his sons and his wife and his son's wife with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood of clean beasts and of beasts that are not clean of the fowls of everything that creepeth upon the earth. There went in two and two unto Noah into the ark. So again, Noah is just collecting all of these animals as God is bringing them, the male and female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days, just as God had promised, that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. So in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. First time, I believe, that we see rain as uh, it's coming down. And this is the first time as all the wells of, of, uh, of the earth, you know, Carlsbad caverns of the earth and all these kinds of places now were opened up. And I would suggest to you that there was a collapse of the surface of the earth downward over a layer of water that was underneath the earth, the surface of the earth. And when that collapse happened, fissures occurred, mountains formed, springs of water came up, the earth was flooded by that water. Eventually that water evaporated and it went up into the sky. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And in the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife and the three wives of his son with them into the ark. They and every beast after his kind and after the cattle after their kind and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh wherein the breath of life is. And they that went in went in male and female of all flesh as God had commanded him and the Lord shut him in. And so it's the Lord who brings this whole thing to a termination. I can only imagine what was going on outside that ark as those animals had all come in and now God closes that, that door, seals it with the pitch that needs to be sealed. And I can only imagine as the water levels are coming up, people are coming to the ark and they're banging on that ark, trying to implore Noah to open the door, but Noah was not able to open that door. Only God was able to open that door. 
So again, the question, does Noah know the day or the hour? Yes, he absolutely now knows the day and the hour that these events are going to occur. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lift up above the earth. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth. And the ark went upon the face of the waters, and the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, and all that was in the dry land died. And so catastrophic event, but only Noah remained alive and they that were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed upon the earth 150 days. So again, the question, who was it that knew not until the flood came? Just the same as who will not know that the Lord is returning? Well, Noah, he certainly knew what was going to eventually happen. Noah was not one who knew not. Noah was one who knew. He eventually knew the day. He eventually knew the hour precisely. And I would suggest to you as Christians, as we look at history, as we look at what has been said in the past, and as we look toward the future, we too will know the general time period. And then eventually we too will know the day that the Lord will come back. He'll collect out just the same as he did with Noah and his family. He'll collect out his saints and then we know that just the same as the flood came, the Lord will bring the wrath upon the face of the earth. So who is it that knew not until the flood came? Humanity? Yes. It was all the rest of humanity and every living substance was destroyed from the earth. So God said he wouldn't strive with man for 120 years. So now here's the thing. If God's not going to strive with man for 120 years, Noah had Shem, Ham, and Japheth when he was 500 years old. So Noah was in the flood when he was 600 years old. So there's only a transition of 100 years there. And so we see that these are the generations of Shem. Uh, he was 100 years old and begat um, a uh, our facts add two years after the flood. So there's some additional timing that we see in Genesis 11 and verse 10. And Shem was 98 years old then when he was in the flood. Okay. So if God told immediately, if God told Noah immediately what his plan was, then that means that Noah was 480 years old when he was notified. We don't know that he was told immediately. Okay, but that would be that he was 480 years old when he was notified. When he was notified, his kids hadn't been born yet. He was going to find out from what God was saying that he'd have three sons. And from what God was saying that he would have three daughters-in-law. And it was going to be 20 years yet before they were born. So if God, if God told Noah immediately, that means he was working to build the ark alone. Maybe with the help of his wife, maybe he contracted with some people, I don't know that, it doesn't say it in scripture, but he built the ark alone for 30 to 40 years before his sons would be old enough and strong enough to actually help him. So I just find all of that interesting. So we'll come back then in our next session to Matthew chapter 24, and we'll see as it talks there 
about as it was in the days of Noah, what it exactly means, what kind of signs did Noah have, which we've kind of already gone through them, and then what kind of signs will there be, will there be signs that we can latch on to, just as Noah knew some timing as a result of things coming down the pike, will we have an idea of what's going to be happening as we move closer toward that end time scenario in Matthew 24 and perhaps other passages as we continue this conversation. Again, I'm Mike Gufferman. Thanks a lot for listening to our session today. And may God bless you. And this was part one of a two-parter. So look forward to having you back in our next session. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 